And welcome everybody to week 11 and the blue versus green show. Uh, as you guys, most of you guys might know, my name is Gabe. I'll be your host for this episode. I'll be quarterbacking this one. Uh, and I'm joined alongside uh, my face with uh, Walt and Jose. So um, interesting week uh, that we have kind of experienced, you know, as both Giants and Jets have played at this point. Um I don't know if there was a choke job versus a hanging, but before we get into it, let's remind everybody to please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Uh, truly appreciate you guys for returning. If this is a, if you guys are returning to the show, and for those of you guys that are new, welcome, welcome to the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe and the notify button so that you guys can get notified as soon as we drop our episodes. So we are going to start. Well, let's a super quick recap. Giants win. <clears throat> Uh, 31 19, 19, and then the Jutes, um, the Jutes, the Jets, um, the Jets unfortunately uh falter at six to uh, six to 32 against the Bills. But we're gonna go ahead and get started with the Giants. Um, quick impressions, a little one minute rant on you guys. What did you guys think about the Giants? And uh, I'll follow you guys. Who wants to go first? All right, I'll go ahead and go first. I'll go first. Um, the Giants showing little, some signs of way, life. By the way, for everybody, you might see me sipping out of this cup. There's a little bit of celebratory, uh, you know, sake that I'm drinking a little bit right now. Mm. A little bit of victory juice. Mm. What are you <laughs> drinking that for, Walt? There's nothing to drink for unless you want to drink yourself to death. That's there exactly. That's exactly, exactly but, where you know. it is. Yeah. Giants fans <laughs> anyway. should be happy today. Like, like that's that's my thoughts, right? Giants fans should be happy yeah. today. You saw yeah. something from the offense. Saquon Barkley did well. Tommy DeVito did something that hasn't been done by a Giants quarterback in a while. He had three touchdowns today. Um, yeah. He'll just have the commander's number, though. But I mean, y'all didn't beat the commanders this badly earlier in the year, but that's what, like six or so something straight victories. It's, it's a few, right? Five or six know, victories we, straight. Yeah, we, we, we've, been, we've been wrecking them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have one of the worst uh, pass defenses in the league, but it doesn't matter. They Three touchdowns is three touchdowns. It was a great game. Uh, the offense did well. The defense was giving Sam Howell nightmares all day. Um, and it was it was a glimmer of hope. You know, the Dable and uh, – not Dable, Saquon Barkley and the team were talking about not giving up and there's still being joy in the locker room and all that, some stuff that we talked yeah, about earlier yeah. in the week. Yeah. And they put it out on the field. They put it out on the field. It's as simple as that. And they, they got a good win. Walt? Uh, I was rooting for Tommy TD, Tommy DeVito. Oh, God. Gabe's not rooting for that nickname. Tommy TD. Touchdown Tommy. How about that what one? Is it, what is it about, what is it about the, 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 uh, these, these unknown quarterback, uh, backups that are with, with crazy, not crazy nicknames, but they happen to have like kind of cool nicknames I get like, you know, you know, Mike F and White and Tommy TD. Jeez. Tommy TD. That's the man. Uh, Listen. I, I was rooting for him because he's a Jersey kid, you know what I'm saying? Still at home, his mom making up his bed, he's in the, eating chicken parm all the time. I wonder if the that. team took him out to dinner yeah. after that game instead of chicken parm dinner. Or maybe maybe they went to his his mom's house and had chicken you know, parm. You know he's got a deli a deli that made a sandwich in his honor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basic ass sandwich we decided. I thought right? I thought the sandwich I thought the sandwich was already on the menu and it was coming out that that was the Tommy DeVito sandwich. I thought it was right. already like a thing. I'm, was yeah, it? I'm pretty sure. They, <laughs> it was just an Italian sub, it. right? No, it's a chicken parm. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. you know. What I'm One saying? way or the other, it's going to be a cliche. 
So I, I, I was rooting for the kid. You know, he ha- he had a rough start. Barkley had a rough start. It was it was a it was a pretty comp- well competitive in the sense that each team wanted to give the 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 victory away to the other team, right? And Early on, finally, right? the Giants kind of said, "You know what? Screw it. I'll just take it. If you don't want it, I'll have it." Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but you know, Tommy Tommy DeVito did show something. You know, he he he's. I'm not saying that he's the guy that you um, make your franchise quarterback, but you got a little something there. You got a backup. At the very least, you got a backup. You got a, you backup. Got a capable backup. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing to say. You have a capable capable backup, whether it's Jones next year, whether you know you draft a, a Caleb Williams or uh, you know the May kid. I forgot what his first Drake, name is. Drake May, right? Drake May, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you know that in terms of backup quarterback, you got that covered because I think Tommy DeVito has kind of shown you enough, right? And he's getting better every week, which is important in this league, right? Um, we can talk about another kid in in New York and we'll, we'll that leave that for later. Yeah. Leave that for later. That's going to be plenty of time. Don't for even me. put the innuendo right. out there yet. Let's just, let's just focus on the giants. Right. So <laughs> um, a good giants victory, a bad giants victory, because now that, that kind of hurts not- the draft in the draft. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, no, no, I, I'm listening. Right. That's I shut up for some capital. That's yeah. like a Marvin Harrison yeah. jr. Still. So, you know, there, there is that, but you know what? You can't, you can't, say nothing but positive things from a giant victory and that's the bottom line right the bottom line is you want to win in this league and I mean, there's, that's no, what there's the some negative did. thing for sure you know so there he goes yeah um, go for a game you know all right so 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 for me definitely like i'm i'm a little bit elated and and um I want to say that I don't know why I'm this elated, but but I do. It's because we've it's been so long since we've won. You know, I haven't really experienced. I've only experienced you know two wins this season, and and I don't remember them. So, um, so so, you know, the the, the win is nice. And and again, what I liked was that it wasn't a skin of my teeth kind of win. It wasn't a we got lucky kind of win. It is a we. It is a we won despite how terrible of an O line that we have, you know. Um, so and 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 I want to get into that stuff a little bit later. But my general overall takeaways from the game is that Tommy DeVito, he he he's a legit at least a legit backup quarterback. He definitely has. You could tell that he 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 moves like a rookie a little bit. He he kind of looks like a rookie in, in certain areas and stuff like that. And I think that that's okay. You know, rookies are allowed to look like rookies and so on and so forth. Um, but with the one takeaway that I don't think anybody really talked about <laughs> that anywhere that I've seen is the one thing that was kind of surprising, refreshing and alarming all at the same time is, is, is how much passion he actually showed on the field, which considering Danny Jones and then previously 15, 16 years of Eli Manning, not really seeing like that emotional passion when something goes wrong, like cursing, cursing and stuff like that. When something goes right, like being jubilant and all that, you don't see like the the ups and downs on passion. And I say alarming because I didn't realize how much, you know, I kind of want to see that, you know, I didn't, maybe because I haven't seen that in ever, you know, with Eli Manning and then, and then Daniel Jones, I was like, oh, I don't need that. But then seeing uh, 
I almost called him Danny DeVito again, seeing Tommy DeVito, like, you know, pumping his fist, getting mad when the O-line doesn't like, you know, get ready to snap the ball and, and stuff and like cursing when something doesn't go right, being fired up, kind of being East Coast. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I was, uh, I was in Tommy's uh, corner, but I'm, I'm a fan now. You know, I, I like him and I want to see him, uh, I want to see him do well. So, um, that was my main major takeaway. As, as, aside from that, you know, the O line was absolutely horrendous. He got sacked nine times. I can't believe that they almost broke uh, their own record that they just set once again uh, this season. Uh, but let's let's get into the game. Um, you know, good, bad, ugly. What did you guys think was good? What was bad? What was ugly? What was the worst thing that you saw in the game? Um, speak. Tell me what's up. The good. The ability of the for the Giants to actually understand what an offensive adjustment was early in the game and make it when they were mm-hmm. seeing cover two all over the place and everything underneath was covered and all DeVito could do was go underneath. They decided to actually open up and throw make some throws down the field. Like uh was it that great touchdown to Slayton? Or no, the first touchdown was to Barkley, I think, right? That yeah, downfield. it was a shot yeah. a real route to Barkley, a perfect shot. Finally using Barkley like a receiver yeah. which they intended on trying to do. Um, yeah, DJ, I think know, that was him eating on cover two for like them actually saying like, "Hey, we have some some holes in this defense that we can Exploit. take advantage of." Yeah. yeah, and and doing something about it, and a quarterback that's able to do something about it. But like, quick commentary on that: and the kid's just too young to care about getting sacked that many times, man. Like he's just that's true, tough and brave, and like yeah, that's that's, that's, shit. that's Daniel Jones a few years ago, you know, before he got annihilated and and demoralized by being hit every damn you know all day every day so there was good out of that but i, I, I want to stay on that scary. point on the good i want i want to stay on the point on the good uh mm-hmm. with the offense specifically mm-hmm. so i had noted to you guys in the group chat that i thought that uh the play calling felt different to me um and then it turns out later on that we're seeing david with the play sheet the commentators are kind of pointing mainly to Dable being like scheming. At least that's what I got from the commentary Mm -hmm. that Dable schemed against this defense uh, amazingly. And then, you know, in conjunction with Kafka, um, I think that this is just another case of Dable kind of uh, taking over most of the play calling or giving the the, the suggestions to Kafka or, or overruling Kafka when he needed to overrule him. But the play calling from the beginning to the end felt different. It's not like the play calling the Cardinals game where it went from, uh, I believe it was the Cardinals game, right? Where the first half was Kafka and then the yeah. second half, it was very clearly Dable and it was mm-hmm. night and day. This seemed like that second half, the entire game, um, uh, you know, ballsy, creative, uh, fun, um, you know. Testing, like, testing for weaknesses. Yeah, right? testing, it, you know, it, it looked like preseason, to be honest with you. You know, and I think that that is, you know, everybody says that this is what this is how the Giants are treating them. So what did you guys feel about that? Do you guys think that there was a, a, a true um, takeover of the play calling or is that just me and my eyes wishing that that's what I saw? Was it a takeover? Jeez, I don't know if it was a, if a takeover. I think it was a greater influence because it was definitely different. Yeah. I well, know, any, any thoughts, I mean, you know. Well, we do have we do have um, Dable on record after the game saying that he did not take over play calling, um, but again, of course, you know coaches do lie, right? We know Dable lies, don't they? You know, we know Dable very specifically lies. Yeah, you know? I, I think I think it's it's kind of what um, Jose is kind of intimating. I think it's it's not him maybe taking over, 
but maybe kind of influencing, you know, influencing, kind of pushing it, kind of telling Kafka, hey, you know what? Maybe let's try this one. You know, <laughs> like you want to call this player, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right? It's like, yeah, you might want to do this one. You might want to take I, a look at this. You know what I'm saying? I have a theory like going back to school. Third and two. What do we do on this? Theory. Well, my theory is that I think Dable, because he's, you know, it's him and Shane, you know, I think Dable already made the decision. They know that he's not coming back and they're trying to make sure that they are not, uh, I guess, throwing him under the bus so that he can get a job elsewhere after the season. You know, he's always going to be like, oh, that was all Kafka. That was all Kafka, you know, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that he's just not coming back. Um, there's just too much evidence. You know, like you can see, like you can see Dable, like, you know, looking at the play sheet and covering his mouth and making calls. It's on <laughs> video. It's on the screen. You know, even if it's like a suggestion to Kafka, whatever, we can see that he's not trusting Kafka completely. So my thought is that for the as far as the press conference stuff, my thought is that he's not uh, he's not trusting Kafka and he's just trying to, like, save face, not throw anybody under the bus. You know, um, but it, it could also be too. Um, it, it may also be just Tommy DeVito having a greater understanding of the offense. I mean, now he's what this is this was his second start, but his third time playing, you know, and he does okay, look like yeah, a kid. Yeah. He he does look like a kid that is is really, really, really taking advantage of the opportunity. Cramming. You know. So mm -hmm. it, it could also be the fact that, you know what, he, he really sat down with the playbook and, and just went through it, you know. Uh, with he did his homework. He did his job. Exactly. And, and you know, wh whenever you have a good understanding of the offense, the offense just generally looks better, you know. So it could be, it could be that also. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's not that Kafka is odd man out here, but I'm just saying there, there could be other factors as well. You know? It's also the really bad pass defense of the of the commanders. Yeah, but again, three that touchdowns. It, it helps. You know, it's easy it, you no know matter what. like having really bad defense. You know, it's one of those things. You know, what what is what are the good teams supposed to do? Beat the bad teams. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, you have a really bad defense. I'm going to exploit every single thing that you're doing bad. And if he's doing that to them, then then kudos on him that he's showing that he can do that. Now you just got to do you got to be able to rise above and do that to the good teams, you know. So right. there's where you can close a gap. Now, another thing that was really, really good, more than just good, the defense today. Now, we spoke about like the, the commanders kind of seemingly wanting to give this game away. But honestly, the defense took this game away from them. Uh, the defense. You know, there were six full takeaways, four, I believe it was uh, four fumbles and two interceptions. That sounds about right. Yeah, the, especially the late one that, that that completely iced the game um, mm -hmm. where they gave him a shot. Bobby uh, Simmons? Bobby was it, Simmons? Yeah, it was. But it was, game, I think it was, right? like, was the biggest, biggest threat on defense, I think. Um, that, uh, you know, he, he was just punching out balls like he's a boxer. You know, I had oh, joked yeah, that like, yeah. he, has a, he, has a, he has a backup career as a boxer. Um, but Walt, you being kind of the defense guy, you know, is there anything that you saw that was kind of, uh, new, different, or was this a, just a really bad offensive, uh, you know, uh, output by the, uh, commanders well, I, the defense coming up or was it the commanders coming down? I, I'm not going to say that it's a bad offensive performance because you know what, um, Sam Howell has shown that he's he's a pretty decent quarterback. I mean, going into this game, he was leading the league in yards thrown. So, 
you know, mm-hmm. we're not talking about a bad offensive yeah. team here. Yeah. I think I think what it is is that you know this is Wink Martindale and that defense kind of confusing Sam Howell. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's packages think, all all day. I feel right, like, exactly. Right? You know the, when you're when you're doing that to a youngish quarterback, and that's what Sam Howell is, right? He's still learning the ropes. Um, I think a lot of these blitz packages, like Jose said, a lot of these different fronts was was kind of confusing to him. And plus, again. The most important part is that the Giants were flying to the ball and actively trying to take the ball out, which is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you can have cases where that works against you. And we can talk about that later with the Jets. Right. Um, But no, but seriously, you know, you can you can have a very overly aggressive defense. And if you don't get that punch out, um, then bad things happen. Yeah. So the yeah. Giants did have they were very fortunate that everything kind of fell their way. And, you know, to be honest, the commanders kind of helped them along with it also. But I think the def- the defense played really, really well. And yeah. it's just kind of a continuation of how that defense has progressed over time this season. Yeah, the defense did well. It played with the the energy that I remember commenting that they didn't have earlier in the season when they weren't wrapping up tackles when they weren't making things happen the offense played with a similar energy like you know talking about like the joy again that that saquon barkley talked about in practices this past week you saw the team actually going out there and having fun and saying like fuck it like let's put everything out on the field and do the best that we can and like try to make aggressive plays but like play within ourselves right that term that they always use they played within their limits but also stretch them as far as they could and yeah before they had what four three three fumbles or if they, they had four fumbles and, and four got fumbles three back like or something like that right and then yeah yeah there were four fumbles three of them were recovered mm-hmm. and then they had uh two 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 interceptions yeah right and, and but like walt said and like i mentioned also like it was uh the young quarterback thing like Hal's done well but the giants are also what number four number five in terms of how often they blitz in right. in games Right. So like that made that was a perfect game plan for a quarterback like Sam Howell today, even though he's a solid quarterback. So it wasn't it wasn't, you know, a particularly bad performance by the commanders. It was wasn't necessarily a particularly great performance by the Giants defense, but it was a great game plan. So, I mean, every everything really, really worked out very, very well for the team. And I, I, yeah. We can we can also said objectively so um, Ron Rivera is a terrible coach. Yeah. So, you know, that that also kind of, you know, is in the equation here. You know, he is he is he is definitely not going to be here next year for the. Yeah, Um, it's interesting. I don't I don't I don't necessarily know that I I don't know enough to say that myself uh, just because I'm looking at the stat lines over here and I just want to do a quick correction. It was four fumbles, but three of them were recovered, but it was three interceptions. Total yep. of six, uh, okay. six turnovers by the defense. So I would say that's a, that, that was a great play by the defense. But here's the one thing: well, the, yeah, yeah. the commanders, the commanders only had one penalty in the entire game. Um, you know, and and you know, I've been on record saying that you know when it came, it, came, it comes down to a lot of those pre-stat, pre-stat penalties and a lot of the other you know disciplinary penalties on the Jets side. When we get there, we'll talk about it more. Um, but that the, I've been saying that that's all coaching. Um, and looking at these stats, I mean, you know, Washington Commanders, they had they had 
more total yards, more passing yards, more rushing yards by mm-hmm. by a bit, 174 yeah, a to 91. And, 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 you know, only one penalty. It was just the defense really was took it away from them, to be honest. So I will say that, you know, going into the bad, um, not that there was a lot of bad, but the, 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 the there was a lot of ugly. And I want to go right into the ugly, which is the O-line, I think. Um, but let's not kid ourselves. If we did not have six turnovers, we would not have the opportunity, that many opportunities to score. And it, this could have very easily been a 14-19 loss. You know, I mean, so. the other thing is like very quickly before you get into the ugly, like it was in a in the sense the kind of the bad was it was more of a skin of your teeth game than than maybe you remember from earlier because the commanders were in Giants territory before they threw that interception down by five points. Right. That's so there was a possibility that, that they could have lost that game. That's why I'm saying those punch outs and the defense took it away from the commanders. So um, we were in the lead, but I was definitely clinching my butt and all that. So, by the way, if you guys see the camera shaking a lot, it's because Hina has now discovered that she is a dog and she loves to play fetch. And now she wants to keep bringing me this thing so I can throw it to her. Ah, okay. So there there she goes. History in that game. Can Um, she catch a ball? We could use. Uh, Oh yeah, she can not a ball, but she can catch like her favorite toy, which she's gonna bring to me once again. Get back to us if they if she can catch a football. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the ugly, yes, that O line, and you know, because I want to move on to the Jets, we definitely got a whole lot more to talk about. But that O line was atrocious. Honestly, I thought that the O line was worse in this game than 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 even in that game that that. You know they allowed 11 sacks, even though they only allowed nine sacks in this one. I think uh, we 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 just happened to get a little bit lucky, you know, on 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 some of the some of the game, a little bit of the game and stuff. But nine sacks, I think it was six in the first quarter alone. Yes, um, it, it, that's that insane. That half. is insanity. You know, I don't know how you're supposed to how 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 is anybody supposed to survive. More than a few games, if you're getting sacked that much, we're he's already been sacked. We do not fix this more than twenty times, I think. Right? Huh? He's already what? been sacked more than twenty times, I think. Yeah, I think it's twenty-four <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's 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 insane because you know we're gonna be down to our fourth. All right, get out of here already. <laughs> Stop it. Go over there. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to our fourth quarterback if we're not careful. And the other thing too about pointing to you, the the toughness of the veto is not always a good thing. I don't like no. how he runs. No, he's not that big of a guy. He doesn't have that much body on him. And when he runs, he doesn't really slide. That he takes beatings. And I'm really afraid that something like what happened to Mike White is gonna happen to him, as I he's, call him the Giants. Really tough. He's, he's young and. Yeah, he, he's young and dumb and not that I'm not going to mention that other thing from that song lyric, but like, yeah, yeah like he's going to get himself hurt. Young, and dumb, sure. and full of parm. Yeah, <laughs> full of chicken parm. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was just to like piggyback off that real quick. There's not much else to say about how bad it was, but like I think it was definitely worse than the was the Seahawks where you all got sacked 11 times, right? Because the Seahawks are actually yeah, the Seahawks. The Seahawks were on on a, hey, we need a get right game. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the Seahawks have a, a fantastic like pass rush. I think they're like number four or five in the league in terms of sacks this year. Whereas the commanders aren't bad, but they're somewhere in the middle of the road and they still got nine sacks. 
You know, and, and a couple of those were the inexperience of DeVito, but like he did pretty well with his poise and stepping up in the pocket when he needed to and getting rid of the ball for the most part, except for a couple of instances where he held yeah. to it too yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, Sorry, go ahead. It's also important to, to note that um, this is the commanders without Montez Sweat. This is the commanders without Chase Young. And mm. they still were able to get to the the Giants, uh, Tommy DeVito at nine plus sacks, right? That's true. That's true. Um, That's true. And, and just a, a little bit of history the Commanders, the first team to have nine plus sacks in the game and lose by double digits. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a fun it's season. Interesting thing. But yeah, that, that offensive line is objectively horrible. You know, I mean, I mean, we've, we've said it how many times? Week 11, I think we've said it 10 times. Before. Yeah, this is this is bad. This is this is really really bad. That that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. I mean, I I I, I kind of think that when you get into the when we start getting into draft talk, it's got to be offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. They've Maybe done that for years. Yeah. How do they gotta, solve they this? Figure, listen, yeah. at at some point, a broken clock is right, right? It's twice a day, right? So I it's gotta, been like it's been like gotta, twenty years since the Giants had an offensive gotta line. Be able to get somebody, you know what? Maybe maybe you don't go the, you know, through the draft. Maybe you kind of try and outbid somebody in free agency. But that offensive line has to be addressed because if you're if you're taking quarterback first round, which it seems like um, that kind of seems like the way the Giants are going to go, you got to have somebody to protect him because otherwise. What are you doing? You're just you're just you're just doing the same mistakes that you've done in the past, and it's just going to continue. And listen, whenever that next quarterback comes, we're all going to be having the same conversation. Well, now this time it's ten sacks. Now this time it's seven sacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's absolutely true. You know, I would I would like to see us instead of to be honest with you, I would like to see us because we've been drafting O line so, for so long and still missing. I would like to see us uh, just kind of hit a little bit more of a, a reset uh, in it, so to speak, or or not a reset, but like let's uh, let's 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 try a different route. Let's look for some mercenaries. Um, you know, I think Pew was 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 was. I think it's been a hit. He's been good. You know, I think uh, he's a little long in the tooth, but I think that that might be the way that we should go. Kind of get a bunch of veterans in there so that we can kind of get out of here get a bunch of veterans in there so that we can slowly draft o-line that can learn from these veterans you know as opposed to trying to coach up these uh these draftees and stuff you really hope i I don't know what the hell else is gonna work yeah i mean the drafting hasn't so um anything else that we need that needs to be said about the giants game they won and congratulations it's fucking awesome 31 points Hey, listen. Uh, Second time this year, right? Thirty-one points, I think. They did that well, against just, the Cardinals. Just think of it this way: the first, the first win by a New York football team in November this year. Oh my God! Hopefully not the last, but we'll first see. So, wow, you guys go <laughs> into the Jets. You know, uh, the segue. It's 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 almost a perfect segue, or not? We're going into from the positive to the negative. We go from a win to a loss. The Jets. Uh, faltering to the uh, Bills, uh, thirty-two to six, uh, and it was not pretty. It was a very, very difficult game to watch. It wasn't to me, and you know what? I'll go ahead and start with my quick little little points. To me, it wasn't pretty. 
I mean, to anyone. I don't think for anyone it, it, it was pretty at all. But it wasn't pretty because of the Jets' play. It wasn't play, pretty because of, you know, the injuries happening. It definitely wasn't pretty because of uh, the, the breaking down of uh, the, the Jets' team uh, and their, their players. Um, and it wasn't pretty even sounding because the commentators – very, very much so did not seem like they even wanted to be there. And it was tough to watch the game. And it was equally as difficult to listen to the game. Uh, there's plenty of us to get into uh, with all that. But that's my take. It's just that it was not pretty from beginning to end all the way through, whether you're watching it or listening to it. Um, and I will leave it to you guys to vent, if you will. So I, went, I think I Walt, Walt very, very much wants to vent first. Go ahead, Walt. Yeah, so, you look like you're about to pop. Let it out. So I've been watching this Jet team since. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's before I was born. Hold on, bro. Bro, you already sound like it's a eulogy. <laughs> because it Isn't is. Isn't it? It, it is. I mean, I yes, so, yeah, technically, we're, we're, there is a chance. But listen. Wait, the Dolphins, when do the Dolphins play? Are they playing? No, 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 they playing you guys play on, they yeah, playing play on Friday. Friday. And no, they, 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 they beat the Raiders today. today so, yeah, oh, yeah. Today. yeah. So, yeah. the Jets, as it stands right now in the conference, they are the third worst team. Okay. The only teams that are worse than them in the AFC right now are the Titans and the Patriots. Okay. Yes, there is a chance that they can they can make it make it into the playoffs, but honestly, with everything that we've seen so far, I there's a part of me that thinks they can't even win another game this year. You know what I'm saying? No, and, I don't think that that's true. Come on. Well, but, but but let's let's look at let's look at the teams that they're going to play. They're gonna play the Texans pretty soon, they're gonna play the Dolphins uh twice, right? They, mm-hmm. they still have to play um, the Patriots again. They have to play the Commanders. I, I mean, it, th- seriously, if you look at the state of the team the way it is right now, can you confidently with any, you know, just say that they can win any of those games? It's the Texans one... are, are a much harder out than they were from the beginning. You know what I'm one saying? Game. The, against the Falcons, maybe. I, I, I'll I give you when, when, when we're let's let's go through our uh points and rants real quick in a bit, but uh, I mean, right now, but I'll give you my my thoughts on on actually why I do kind of agree with you there, to be honest with you. Now that I think about it, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, yeah, there's, um, there's, yeah, let's let's a, uh, it's no easy outs. The, the way the Jets are playing right now, that you can't, I don't even think they can go into a mid major college uh football stadium and beat those teams. The way they're playing right now, you know what I'm saying? I, there's no not the way they play tonight. There's no the defense. You can tell that they're frustrated. You know what I'm saying? And and right now with the defense, the defense, the way that they're playing right now is not. That's that stuff like this was going to happen because you look at the way that they're they're tackling. They're not tackling fundamentally. Why? Because they're trying to punch the ball out. Why? Because they're trying to make a play on defense. Why? Because their offense sucks. So the defense right now is playing as if they were the offense. They are trying to score on every play. And when you have a defense that plays like that, you're going to have the big mistakes like that 81-yard touchdown that they gave up. Um, I, I, I don't even know the guy, the Bills player that caught that because he's like a third-string guy. You know what I'm saying? So 
you know, everything that happens on the offense is now affecting everything that happens on the defense. This defense can't, this defense, when Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be here, was a defense that was going to be able to go in and with Aaron Rodgers providing a lead, be able to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. That was the mandate. That's what the defense was supposed to do with Aaron Rodgers here. Right now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to win games because their offense can't even get a fucking first down. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there are problems with the with the offense. Yeah, I think Zach is done. And, yeah, I don't think they win another game this, this year because, you know what, from what we've seen so far, why would you even think that? Well, Jose, do you think that they're going to win a game? I think they need to fire Nathaniel Hackett. I think it's the first thing they need to do. And that it's never going to happen. It's not going to happen because Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna, is, probably isn't going to allow that. I don't know if he's going to be the adult in the room and allow us to fire his I would, I would, shitty offensive coach. I would just go ahead and piss Aaron Rodgers off and say, you know what? Fuck it. Hackett hasn't done anything to, to that that merits him staying here. Get rid of him. Does he, yeah, he already, yeah, I mean, he already signed the contract. Like, if he wants to void it, I guess, like, go hey. the fuck ahead. But exactly. he already signed the contract. I say fire the man. Hackett is an awful, awful offensive coach. I don't know how many times I saw him spamming fucking verticals again on cover four when it was clearly cover four, when there's two men, two cornerbacks, like 10, 10 yards off the damn line and two deep safeties. Any human being on earth that knows anything about football knows it's cover four and would try to get something underneath, try to throw a slant, try something different. Hackett doesn't want to do any of that. So fire Hackett. The Zach Wilson era is over, no matter what I thought about it, because this year, as soon as you bench that kid, that was it. Doesn't matter when you benched him, that's over. I'm not saying how I feel about that one way or the other right now. Tim Boyle was just as bad, if not worse. I mean, he had 2.4 yards per attempt. Uh, he had a, a lower quarterback rating. He got sacked just about as many times. He held onto the ball too often. He got he, nobody was blocking for him. A couple of decent catches. Okay, great. And the defense did what the defense does every week, but. The frustration is clearly starting to show. I mean, that's my thoughts for now. Let's just get into it oh, in greater detail. All right. So let's talk about obviously the 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 you know the the not so big elephant in the room. We've been talking about this for a while. So uh it's Zach Wilson and not just Zach Wilson, but the quarterback position. Um, you know, uh you just said that you know t t Tim Boyle did worse. He did, you know, by stat numbers, he absolutely did. Um, but I so 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 I want to talk a little bit. This is going to kind of lead into the point that I want to make. But I think that the reason that they may not win another game this season is because I think that the locker room is indeed lost. I think that, um, you know, in this game, I thought it was lost in this game. You know, we saw all the frustrations, all the emotion and stuff like that. That's because I think that a lot of the, the, the a lot of those on defense, a lot of those on offense, a lot of like I think the whole defense They've just about had it with uh, not trying something different. Um, and I think putting Tim Boyle in when they did was a little too little too late. And the, the, the players already kind of gave Absolutely. up. So, you know, uh, I think, you know, the stats, again, are better for Zach in this game than Tim. But I think that Tim was playing. He didn't get the – he got a worse uh, hand dealt to him when he's playing with the entire team that just doesn't – seem to want to play this game anymore um 
the things that I liked about him is that he's able to get rid of the ball quickly, that he's, you know, when, you know, that, he, that he's able to get rid of the ball, I think, correctly. Um, uh, even though he got sacked, and I think there was an interception as well. Uh, he did get sacked, right? I believe he got sacked. 10-yard sack. Uh, 10-yard yeah. hold the ball too long sack. Yeah, and I think as uh, he threw, custom. what, two picks? Did he throw two picks? He only or? threw one, but he only threw it was one. that almost pick that, that oh, almost yeah, made yeah, me yeah, right. So, like, on that sack, now that I'm recalling, few plays like, later. The, the broadcast did show that there wasn't a single person that he could throw to. Um, and uh, There and never is, is, though, on this damn team. I mean, except for a couple of instances where there's somebody underneath and well, so that's like the thing. So that's what I want to say, right? Because like real quick, like like we can't we can't we can't say that there never is when when the reason Zach got pulled out is because he what was it he got sacked on a a, a very easy uh play that was designed for a simple throw right before uh Tim Boyle came in and the reason he 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 was brought in was because of that sack because it was hey the play is right there and that would have been a first down right there. So, um, uh, uh, we already, I, I think we already know like where, where, where we lie. I'm pretty sure, you know, you've, you've been wanting Tim Boyle for weeks now, Walt, um, I know, it, on it's, Tim Boyle's play. It, it's not that I wanted Tim Boyle specifically because quite honestly, I don't want Tim Boyle starting next week. I want Tra- Trevor Simeon starting. I, I think Trevor Simeon gives the Jets a better a better chance. He may not be the best quarterback, but he's the most experienced quarterback. That's yeah, I would have wanted Tim to Boyle see is Simeon. Not. Yeah. So, so I, you know, the only reason I wanted Tim Boyle in is because we needed a change of pace. And what what I felt was that Tim Boyle offered a, at least a semblance of a better of a, a better quarterback that could read a defense. And so. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of things and I'm gonna throw it out to you guys, okay? Because this is this is mm-hmm. where I feel that this is where Zach is lacking. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've already said that Zach is not a good processor. He is not a quick processor. He's he's a guy that needs to see it to be able to throw it. He's not a guy that'll throw it and then see it afterwards, right? And and what is the things that the really good quarterbacks do? They throw in anticipation. Zach does not do that. So, yes, we're looking at tapes and saying, you know what? There was nobody for him to throw open, right? But you know what? Most of the time when you're playing an NFL team, there aren't very many open open opportunities. What happens is, is that a quarterback throws with anticipation to a point where then the right receiver goes and gets it. And that's not what's happening here because what Zach is doing, again, and you see it when it comes to him holding on to this ball, he holds on to it in hopes that he sees somebody open. That's not how you're supposed to play quarterback. That's not how quarterbacks that's work. I actually never, never really thought about you know that, but I do want to make a note real quick before so, letting you continue. Gary Wilson did not have a good game. Just, you know, he just did not. his worst game as a professional. Yeah, and he like, yeah, but no, he was also had, slightly injured. So he, he's had a couple of games like this this season. He even mentioned it in the post game. He was like, yeah. you know what, my ball security has kind of been exposed this season. This is something that I have to work on, and that's his words, right? But going back to the whole thing about the offense and stuff like that, and again, we we do realize that there are issues in terms of the offensive line, the talent on the wide receivers, you know, the fact that the running backs can't get open because, you know what, they're stacking the line because they have no respect to this pass game. But again, 
you know, I think you've got you've got to start taking a look at that quarterback position and say, you know what, Zach is not throwing with anticipation. Zach is not throwing with authority. Zach is not throwing with confidence. And that kind of trickles down the whole way, because what happens is you're you're coming in. Zach is going into the huddle. He's he's saying how many times have we seen the play clock go down to like five seconds or less with with Zach Wilson underneath underneath the, the center. Right. That those are things that affect how you run a play, and it also affects the timing of things, right? And then you're you're having you're having Zach drop back with these three to five step drops. First of all, the offensive line can't handle that much time, and second of all, when Zach throws with quickness, he's throwing with anticipation. The problem is Zach doesn't do that often enough because he does not trust himself. And so when he's trying to throw, he's waiting for these guys to get open. That doesn't happen in an NFL game very often. Mm. You've got to throw these guys open, and he does not do that consistently. So then now you're throwing it. He's zipping these balls into into these tight spots, right? Because you know what? I've held the ball already too long. I got to get rid of it quickly. And the guy, he's throwing these 105-mile-per-hour power fastballs to a guy that's five feet away from him so all of this all of this is kind of blending into the fact that it's you're having this anemic type offense and i hate to say it when tim boyle got into the game there was a different flow now yes he did not play well right but he's also the backup he wasn't taken second in the in 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 the first round of a draft okay so you're going to you're going to anticipate that he's going to have some growing pains especially coming in not playing with the first team offense not having any familiarity with with the players you saw how many times that he had to reach up for a ball when the ball was snapped to him so yes but the but the thing about it is that and the damning thing about it is that when Tim Boyle was in this actually looked like an offense okay so that's that's the thing that that I have a problem with with the whole Zach is still good. Zach, let's look at the one play in the entire game that because you know what? I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I mean, I think we're all done with it. Even Jose is done with it, even though we might all be done with it for different reasons. Um, I do want to uh, ask Jose a a question. But before that, real quick, it did just kind of occur to me. um, Zach had 15 uh, attempts uh, and Boyle had 14 or 16, 14. 14, I think. 14 or 14 attempts. Yeah. However, Tim, Tim, Tim played a quarter and a half. Yeah. He came in in the third quarter or the fourth quarter? Uh, the fourth. Mid, mid, no, didn't he come mid third? No, he came in in the fourth quarter. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Or no, you, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, mid third quarter. It was mid third. Third quarter, right? All right. So, yeah. So there is, there is, there is that, 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 that needs to be kind of said, you know, like, you know, Tim, Tim had even less, you know, time on the field and was able to kind of almost less drive. Him. Last yeah. drive of the of the fourth quarter, right? Was was he and, was put and, in and, there. and the thing about it also, and and then I'll I'll stop my rant and when that. Um, oh yeah, I had brain... a question I wanted to ask. Okay, but I'll, I'll make no, no 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 go on, go on, go on, go on. Um, finish you already. Why don't you finish Tim, your thought? Tim Boyle came into a game that was what was it twenty two to six or twenty nine to six at the time, or whatever. Um, what do you what do you think was going to happen? Did did you not think that the defense was going to know that he was going to throw the ball? 
I, I mean, you know, these are all the things. Yeah, that it's, it's incomparable know. circumstances. Right, incomparable. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so I, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Um, the question that I have for Jose is that, you know, uh, you know, you made a comment in the group chat um, uh, that, uh, and, you know, it'd be kind of cool if you took like screenshots of these uh, comments. Actually, now <laughs> that I think about it, it would be kind of cool if we had screenshots so that we can kind of talk about like our our chats in the podcast. Um, um you had a uh, you you had said that it doesn't matter what quarterback we put in there with this offense ain't nobody doing anything you've said it already in the past you know a couple times but after after tim boyle came in um he completed a, he made a, he made a, a couple of plays and then it just immediately you know de- devolved into the the same old jets <laughs> once again um and and it and in your mind it confirms that it doesn't matter what quarterback uh is behind this offense so so then i ask you what is what 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 do you do next then because what's the reason you have aaron Rodgers if it doesn't matter you know if it doesn't matter what quarterback you you put in then what the you know what does it matter that you have aaron Rodgers? and Rodgers will tell you hey i need nathaniel heck and i need these guys that i brought in here but you know, are you willing to give Aaron Rodgers another shot with this offense? What the hell else can you do? You already paid the man. I mean, there's there's really not a choice that we have other than to go ahead and, and you know, give Aaron Rodgers a, a thought and an eye next season. Honestly, at this point, if the man wants to play at the end of the year, we're not making the fucking playoffs. He wants to do it just to play. By all means, no, get on the field. So stupid. By all means, get on the field. Yeah, it would be incredibly that. stupid, but like, who I gives a shit that. really at this point? You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many issues with this offense that don't center around the quarterback. And you know, again, I know that the offense looked differently to y'all, but like, the first thing that happened was Brees Hall actually had a positive fucking gain as soon as like Tim Boyle was in the game. He got a 14 yard run, the only good run he busted all game. A little bit later, Izzy Panikanda came in and actually had a snap. And had an 11 yard run. So, you know what? When the when when the running back actually gets his first decent run of the game, you might actually be able to open up the offense a little bit. But whatever, it, well, it doesn't matter. Well, real quick, this, this this can kind of go to the point that that Walt's been trying to make that just changing the QB can change how the other players around them play. I mean, I don't know that one a single play, a single run play when it's already approaching garbage time when they're already putting in their bench QB. Okay, like well, it was a little mark maybe, but like again, but I don't see anybody else doing much better with this offense. I don't see anybody winning any games. I mean, you can still say the same shit if you ask me. You put Trevor Simony in there, the Jets are still going to win against maybe the Falcons. But that's that's my issue with the benching. I, I think the benching w- was way too late. Um, yeah, I think it was you, too late. I think it, yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, you should have done this when the game was still hanging in the balance. And quite frankly, to be honest, um, at nine zero. That that already felt insurmountable. You know what I'm saying? You should have benched him when he tripped on himself, when he sacked himself again. <laughs> then he threw the interception on that play, right? That was the same. Yeah, that's that right. That's on. right. You should. As soon as he sacked himself, you should have benched him just to save that interception. Uh, I mean, no, it, no, it, joking, that, joking. That, let's that, also, also, let's not, not forget joking. that real life. The best, the, out of all three quarterbacks, that quarterback tonight, the best quarterback was the kicker. Yeah, maybe maybe you make Thomas Morse that QB one, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the best tackle was done by Robert Sala. 
Oh, hey, and let's let's not forget that Eccles caught a pass today for whatever fucking reason. You know, we, we put just, in. It's just, you know, the state yeah, of the Jets. He had right one of the best now. catches too. Like, yeah, I mean, look, I, like I really don't want to don't want to cornerback pile on the way that social media and everyone else is piling on Zach Wilson. I think that, like, you know, we it, it's not so much that I hate the kid; it's just that I don't think that it just works. And I think that this all comes down to coaching still. This is all coaching. Yeah. I think that uh, personally, I think that, uh, yeah, pointing to leave him in there too late. That's like, that's the same exact thing as Zach Wilson holding onto the ball too long. He's holding onto yeah. Zach on the field too long. Exactly. And I think personally that, that he's, he, he's losing the team or he has lost the team. Remember that the players, it was Garrett Wilson that organized the, this players only uh, meeting yeah. Um, not the coach. Um, and it was because why? Because because they feel like, you know, get out of here. I'm making a really important point. Go. But, but that's why they call it a players only meeting. Right, right. I understand that. But like, see, a player shouldn't have to call it, though. Right. That should be what I'm saying. Is like not saying that like a player shouldn't call it, but it shouldn't have gone to the point where like the players got to call it because the coaches are not doing their job to fix it. And that's yeah, I, my. I mean, point. I guess, I guess, but you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a subjective. I think you you can get something out of a players' meeting. I just don't think that they got shit out of this players' meeting, obviously, because whatever they did was probably just a lot of solidarity and not really talking about what needed to be done. Maybe. I mean, it's like, hey, I love you guys, but like, no game planning, no saying, hey, like, why don't you try to do this to. I don't know. Like, I don't know what tips the players are going to give each other other than like yeah. a tap, pat on the back. But yeah, no, but I, I, think, I think I think what it does is is it, it holds everybody accountable. Like I mean, it, the Raiders just kind of did it, right? Right. Exactly. They, they it, did it to their coach, but you can have. I guess I'm sorry to cut you off. But you can have an effective meeting where the players take control, and and do something with it. The Raiders did it. The Jets just didn't. Absolutely. I, I you can hold people accountable, and it you know these player meetings are never you know oh you did this or you did that or you did that. They don't finger point. That's not how these player meetings work right but by the same token you could say you know what as a unit these are the things we need to work on as a unit this is how mm -hmm. we have to have to kind of unify ourselves as a unit this is how we communicate on the field those are things that are effective when you're talking about a player's meeting you know what i'm saying right. um it just i i i, I just I, I, str I struggle with this because, you know, you're, you're starting to see the fractures in this team. Yeah. Um, you, you, you saw, I mean, saw we see Gardner. the fractures, I think, a little earlier, right? This is where is yeah, but, the earthquake. But yeah, I mean, we saw some of these fractures fractures boil the first over. First now, half. You're it. now it's becoming visible because you saw Sauce Gardner's um, audition for the WWE. Right, that was a dope German suplex. Yeah, he's stronger than I thought, dude. I knew he was strong, but damn, yeah, like he, he just, just bam, right he over, flung. You know and Diggs is not a big, big man, but still, like that's still, not man. easy to do to no, an adult. A belly to back suplex is extremely difficult to do. That, yeah, yeah right it's not. I've tried. I've tried. To I, do I have. I wonder me. if he. I wonder if he wrestled at all, like in high school or college or anything. I mean, not college. He I doesn't guess, look like a wrestler type. He's too skinny. You could be a and good wrestler. You don't think that there's rooster and featherweight divisions? Oh well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I used to but, beat up um, my but, my friends who wrestled in high school, and I'm skinny as hell. That don't don't say nothing yeah. about the skinny ones. No, 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 no. You're you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm always <laughs> so, so, more. Anyways, guys. right. I, I, I wanted to. That was the next point that I wanted that, to talk about. You know yeah, saying? I wanted to talk now. That was the last point. I think there's nothing else really to talk about. The coaching, quarterback. <laughs> 
you know, the offense that's not there, the defense that, you know, unfortunately didn't show up today, but the fractures. You know, this is the first time in a long time that we've seen a game where the entire team, it just seemed like, you know, they gave up. Um, it's hard to say that the offense give up, gave up because, you know, they kind of look the same as they always have. But the defense, yeah. they just they just look kind of defeated. You know, um, the, the, the have you do you recall any time as a Jets fan that you're like, man, you can visibly see on screen that these guys are, are done uh, fights breaking out on the field, fights breaking out on the hall after the game. Um, you know, we've got reports that after the game in the tunnel, uh, there was a, there, there was a, another skirmish, I guess, between, uh, Jets, team, uh, Jets right? and Bills players, um, with it ending with, uh, someone from the Bills, um, you know, yelling out and we beat your ass, uh, which, which they did, I guess, in game yeah. and maybe in the, in that hall as well. Um, but do you recall either of you guys recall a time where you've seen something like this? I mean, it, it just it just made it uglier. It was already ugly, and they just made it even uglier by putting all of this stuff into the game. Yeah. Let me let me if I may let, me, let the young one go first, and then I'll let the elder tell us about the tales of of your of of Jets teams past. In my day, in my younger day, still being 43 years old, I haven't really seen that shit before because we've never had this much potential and still been this bad. You know, when we're bad, we're bad. We've had some potential okay. and been okay. We've been good when we haven't been expected to be good a couple of times. So like, you know, during some of the Mark Sanchez years and things like that, making the playoffs. But I've never seen the team like go at each other like this before. You've had your instances where it's happened before, but it was more like a, a, a caricature. Like a like a Keyshawn Johnson, get me the damn ball, and now that's like a funny phrase that he says these days, right? It's it's it wasn't really this serious, for lack of a better way to put it. I don't, I've never seen the team yeah. fracture in this way. And just to make a quick comment, like on essentially whether the team is lost or not, we can get into that. I think this is Salah's last chance to not lose the team entirely and end up being a coach somewhere else next season. Because if you can't fix this, it's fucking over for him, too. You know, no, no matter how good of a defensive coach he is, I think he's an incredible defensive coach. I think you can do things if you can get an OC. But, yeah, I've not seen this. Walt? Uh, yeah, just before you go, before you go, Walt, just real quick, this is one thing that I wanted – a point that I wanted to make earlier. You see in the same exact week that the Giants say – Hey, you know, we, it, even though we're two and eight, it doesn't feel like we're two and eight. We're still happy. We're still playing with joy. We're having fun out there. We're practicing hard every day. It's the same week that they have the players meeting. And then this is the performance right after that players meeting. This is why I say that I feel like the locker room is lost from that perspective. Hey, stop. Leave the mic alone. So I, I'll tell you this. I don't think that locker room is lost yet. It's about um, there. In, in terms of um, past years, yes, I've suffered through Joe Walton, the Joe Walton era. I've suffered through the Al Gore era. I, you know, we've been one in fifteen. You know, um, I don't remember ever a time where you had um, players actively calling other players out out of out of their different units, like offense versus defense. Um, I think the closest may have been like Rex Ryan. At one point, Rex was saying, you know, the defense is playing well. The offense needs to kind of kick in, but never, never publicly. And we still haven't gotten that yet. But I will say this. Um, you had the Sauce Gardner 
uh, suplex, which is out of character for him, right? That's not something that, and he and he had another he had another incident on the field also right after yeah. that. Um, yeah, you had Michael Clemens going after uh, Dawkins, which was the the guys that started the brawl in the in the in the hallway in the in the tunnel, yeah. Right, Dion Dawkins. It, it was yeah. it was it was that. You have Quinn and Williams actively berating or having well, you know what? Let's not let's not say berating because we don't know what was said. Yeah, it was animated. A very animated conversation with Michael Clemens as well. And Michael Clemens is a heated guy. He's a very scary dude. And you had Quinn and Williams kind of having that conversation with him. Um, after the game, Michael Clemens walks out of the locker room, doesn't say anything, sees the reporters coming and books the other way. This is what I this is what I will say about this locker room right now. I still don't think that Salah has lost the locker room because there's a lot of young kids on this team and he has kind of the beat and pulse of this team. Now, if there's one thing that Salah does and does well is that he understands his players and he understands how to motivate these players and he understands how to talk to these players. That being said, I don't know about motivate. I, would I don't know, man. Well, but, I don't know. But, but, but <laughs> yeah. listen, there, there are things that are that are going on that goes beyond motivation here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to hear Quinn and Williams after the game talk about, have someone ask him what Salah said in his speech and him saying, I don't know because I was in the restroom, that's a big red flag for me, right? Yeah. Um, And, and the, the other thing here that that worries me about this team. And it's not so much about the fracture, but it's about the culture, right? You have a lot of young players on this team and those young players, what do they, what do they know about being a jet is losing. You had a seven and 10 win season last year. You have what's going on their four and six this year may not be better than last year. These kids come from winning programs. You know, Garrett Wilson came from Ohio State. You had Quinn and Williams. I think he came from Alabama. They know what winning looks like. But when you're young and you start stacking these type of losses, it gets to the point where it's like this is all you know on this level. And you, you kind of surrender to that. And that's the biggest fear that you, you're going to have with the Jets going forward, because you're looking at these young kids. Listen, you don't worry about CJ Mosley, right? Because he's a vet. He came from a winning program. You don't worry about guys like, um, you know, uh, like Carl Lawson, you know what I'm saying? These, these guys yeah. are vets. They know how to handle this stuff. It's the young kids that don't. And so you're, you're looking at a, at a, at a point here where it's like, Maybe now you're you're in full accepting of losing mode, you know. Yeah, you know, problem with this. Yeah, so, the so, so I think I think that you know I don't think okay. So maybe maybe saying that Robert Sala has lost the locker room is 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 not it. Maybe it's that he never had them. In my opinion, I think that these players play for. See, that. this is the thing, and and this this is a hot take. Maybe it's a hot you take, but I actually like think that, that maybe, unless you have some of the locker room, I think. Well, the the thing is, the thing is that I think that these players, uh, you know, they they are motivated by you know by the the rest of their team. Like I think the defense is more motivated and plays more for each other than they do for their commander, which would be Robert Sala. 
um, I think. Uh, and, and, and that to me, the reason I say that is because this goes back to last year when you're hearing stuff from the locker room that, you know, even when you guys were winning, you're hearing chirping from, uh, I forget, I forget who it was that you guys ended up trading. Elijah you know, Moore. Elijah Moore and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and then when Michael Carter got, got, got traded, you have, you hear, you know, people, even though Abanaconda is getting the interview, you know, that, that comment that we all know, somebody in the locker room yelled out, shout out Michael Carter and stuff like that, which is the kind of thing that a coach controls. You know, if you cut somebody that you know is beloved as a coach, we'll be like, look, we all love them. We all like them and stuff like that. But let's make sure that we're supporting Abanaconda. Let's make sure that we're doing everything to make him feel wanted and him feel ready. That's what a coach is going to do. It's going to prepare the locker room. And I can almost guarantee you that Salah probably didn't do at least enough in order to keep these kind of thoughts and keep these kind of comments and keep some of the actions that we see out there um, to, to, you know, to the locker room, I guess. Um, but anyway, that's it's a hot take. I get it. But I feel like maybe he just never really had them. And that's why we've been seeing this stuff now two years in a row. Um but yeah, uh, I think, um, I don't know. I think that there's not really much else to kind of dissect. You know, you guys had a terrible offense. QB is, uh, you guys have a huge question mark at the QB position, but I don't, I, I don't know that it's uh, who's going to play. I think it's who are you guys going to get at some point after, after Rogers, um, probably, and maybe even in this draft, uh, and I'm looking to. at your schedule. They have huh? to. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your down. schedule, and it's not, it's not, it's not terrible. You guys actually still technically have a chance, you know, not even we just a chance. You guys, a chance. look, if you guys beat the Falcons, if you guys can somehow beat the Texans, because oh. CJ has been looking amazing. You guys beat the Commanders, the Browns, the Patriots. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, you guys go get, you know, yeah, you you guys win those games, and somehow get lucky against the Dolphins, and you guys are in. Or if the Bills, or if the Bills, how do we do that after this? Win any of those games, though? What the hell do you change to even win any of those games? Right, changing the quarterback. I don't really. I think that I think that you sit Zach Wilson out and you just uh, you just shuffle between Simeon and and boy, I would have liked to have seen Simeon as well because he has more veteran experience. His numbers are not that terrible for a backup. And again, I think that if you can have. Again, not this defense that played today, but if you have the defense that we all have learned to love this season play, you just need a game manager. You just need somebody that can manage the game, get yourself within range, and put yourself in position to win the game, and the defense will will do the rest. But the defense needs to know or at least feel like there's something to fight for, and that I, is the issue. I, I wish I could, I could believe in that, but... Yeah, I, I mean, can. even this week when they made small changes, okay, Rucker got the ball and he did well. They better fucking keep him on the field. I don't want to see him <sighs> leave that field. He had f- three catches this week, which is better than probably any week that Uzoma has had this year. But it, it's just the continuous mistakes because – so we're actually getting something out of, out of a small sample size out of Dalvin Cook the last couple of weeks where he's he's getting something, getting some push, getting eight, seven, nine-yard runs. We ran him four times. It's not like we ran Izzy. It's not like we ran anybody else. It's just the, the things that they supposedly should do that are the simplest possible fixes, even those get fucked up by this offense right now. So I don't know how, how – I mean, like I said, we've gone over this ad nauseum at this point. I just don't see what the hell you can do that's going to make a difference on that. Like I said, spamming four verticals. We've said it all. 
I don't know, but we're going to see next week, no matter what, because I don't think Zach's going to be the starter. I don't know if it's going to be Boyle. Or I don't know he, if it's going to be Simeon, but it's not going to be him. Here's one person that hasn't gotten enough um, criticism, and that's Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas uh, for not doing the right thing. Point, he hasn't done because you know what? Um, he refused to get a, a a decent backup quarterback. He he chose Tim Boyle, right? Four plays into that first game. When Aaron Rodgers got hurt, he should have been on the phone trying to find another quarterback. There were plenty available that you could have gotten him for cheap. Instead, they punted on that and said, you know what? Zach's our guy. And, you know, there's a there's a point where you got guys that are so they can't they can't admit that they were wrong. And I'm starting to think that this is Joe Douglas can't admit that he he had a wrong pick in Zach Wilson with that second pick in the draft. Right. Yeah. They didn't go after any running, any any wide receivers after seeing Lazard was not playing. I mean, you signed him to that big contract up until this point. I think he only has 20 catches on the season. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think you're looking at you're one looking target at, tonight. Yeah, you're looking at Joe Thankfully. Douglas. Joe Douglas hasn't gotten any accountability here. You know what I'm saying? And, and there, there has to be some. And let me tell you something. Uh, I'm going to say this one time and one time only. I really don't give a, a shit whether you piss Aaron Rodgers off. That first pick in this upcoming draft, whatever it is, has to be a quarterback. Because you're never I agree. Gonna I get, agree on you're that. You're never going to get the ability to get this high because conceivably you're thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year. So most likely your record is going to be better than not, right? This is the opportunity to get something. It's clear that Zach is not the answer. You have to go get a quarterback in the first round this year. Trade for Devontae Adams. Apparently that's the rumbling. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's 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 the only issue, though, right? Again, if you trade for Devontae Adams, you're trading. You're gonna trade your you're gonna trade your picks for Devontae Adams. Here. You know what I'm saying? You know, so if you trade for Devontae Adams, so you you better win a Super Bowl next year because you're gonna get rid of the picks that you would probably need in order to get a decent quarterback that you're gonna need to like study under Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think, and this is kind of why I said last week that I think you guys are in a worse situation because. This is a situation that you guys are going to be in. You guys need a new quarterback, which means that it's probably not going to be Zach because either you win Super Bowl next year or you guys are, you know, going to be in a in a terrible rebuild mode afterwards. I mean, I think that you guys are going to be rebuilding anyway. Uh, I think next year is probably going to be the only year that you guys have a shot for a Super Bowl right before you start another rebuild. Um which sucks to be honest, but just a final point. Um, I mean, I want I want to kind of re, you know uh, respond to what you said. Uh, well, uh, it's it's hard for me to justify necessarily Joe Douglas uh, getting criticism. I think he does get criticism, but I don't know. I don't know that it's that it's too unfair. Yeah, he should have gotten a, a a quarterback, but this is kind of hindsight if you think about it, because it's like you get Aaron Rodgers. He did everything that you guys wanted. Hold on, not when Aaron Rodgers got injured. Hear me out. Okay. He got Aaron Rodgers. He had the draft. He got all these players, uh, the whole nine, right? And then he gets injured and then Zach wins the game. Okay. And then in all the subsequent games, he's the, the, the lady in the red dress. He shows you enough to be like, this is the guy and Aaron, he's going to learn from Aaron Rodgers and this, that, and the other. I can see, you know, why Joe Douglas didn't. Uh, even though, you know, in hindsight, you should have, especially because, again, like, I don't even think that anybody really thought that Dallas was going to go for a six-round pick. It's only after the fact 
we find out, wait a minute, that's all he was worth? I'm pretty sure Joe Douglas was probably like, why didn't you guys call us or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I'm not saying that why did he, he should call do them? his due diligence. Yes. Yeah, he <laughs> should do his due diligence, of course. But but what I'm saying is that I think that there that he he definitely fumbled in a in a few things, but he's given you guys everything that you guys wanted, except for an offense. Exactly. Except Listen, for an offense, we need an offense. Yes, yes. I'm saying about getting again a after the fact, but like in the beginning, you guys. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Everybody can I just... was everybody was screaming during preseason. Yeah. Why is Zach our backup? Why aren't we getting a, a true backup? And after Aaron well, Rodgers got hurt, everybody was screaming. Yes, but we know why. Aaron Rodgers is telling you guys. He's the one backing Zach. It was Aaron Rodgers that's going to bat matter. for Zach. Hold on. You don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to bat for Zach to Joe Douglas? That's fine. But you know what? That doesn't stop you from getting a proper quarterback. You can I still understand, play Zach. You know, Joe Douglas is deferring. Like, this is, this is Aaron Rodgers. It's not just some, like, he's not just some consultant. It's Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's oh. deferring to him. Here's why I can't get on board with that. Because... Look, I've been a so-called Zach truther for the last few weeks. I've been the one that's saying, like, you can't really bench this kid at this point because if you do, his career is over and you don't have any other options. And even I was screaming after the first game, like, where's the fucking backup? Where are we? Where's a quarterback? That we, and that's why I, I stick by him because the Jets didn't do anything to give me confidence in anybody else. So I'm like, just you might as well just stick with this kid and see if we got anything with him last season. That's it. And after this, you know, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, or if you lose anyway. If you lose with Zach, the season's over. You're going to Aaron Rodgers next year, and that's that. If you win with Zach, guess what? You get lucky. But if they didn't make any moves, they didn't address the wide receivers. They just didn't address. They didn't address anything. I think they signed like what one offensive lineman, maybe one, maybe two. Not even. I think they signed one offensive lineman to the practice squad. So yeah, like was, they didn't do anything. Whole, there was a whole yeah, bunch of I mean, guys. I understand. I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. I you know. Okay, Joe Douglas didn't adjust, you know. Uh, definitely did not. Maybe that's that his weakness. I, I think job. that is, I think he's fantastic at drafting most positions. Yeah, I just don't think quarterback is one of them, and I don't think he's actually made. If you look at his track record, he hasn't made any fantastic trades or picked up any really great free agents other than what Aaron Rodgers. Who else has he picked up in free agency that's really like done anything of impact? He's, he's done. He's maybe done a couple a really, of defensive players, right? He's done but, a really good job with the UDFA's with the undrafted free agents. He's he's done a really good job with that. So we we do have to give him credit okay. for that because you got guys like Tony Adams, you got guys like Xavier Gibson, um, you got guys, you know, up up. Bryce Huff is a perfect example of a UDFA that you know nobody took a chance on so he's he's got an eye for talent he knows defense he, i guess he just he he's lousy with quarterbacks but he you also know what? Dra- that's a, that's drafted been... garrett wilson and Brees hall so there's that he got garrett wilson and Brees hall so um <laughs> i think what well, what well, what well was uh stuck with a little bit of duck face Walt had a reboot moment yeah. there uh but at least he didn't leave us all right, so I think that I think that we've we've, yeah. we've kind of uh, beat this horse dead, uh, and we have been beating this horse dead all season long, and we will probably continue to beat this horse dead because there's nothing else to talk about except for wallowing in this misery. So anybody that has like stayed on this show, wallowing in the misery that has been uh, the Jets debacle, 
I don't think anybody thought at all that this season would go the way that it has. Um, but uh, but but thank you guys for sticking with us. Yeah. Uh, don't forget once again. Uh, don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, and uh, hit that notify button as well. Uh, hit us with some comments too. You know, we'd love to kind of engage with you guys on social media, good, bad, or ugly. It doesn't matter. It's all fun. Please hit us up. Uh, comment on any of our takes. You know, fight us. I want to fight you too. You know, why not? Um, because there's nothing better to do in this New York football season. It seems like so. Want to fight um, about it? Yeah. So so until until next week. Uh, which we, you guys have the Dolphins on Friday, on Black Friday. You guys are going to be on like super prime time, you know, the very first Black Friday game. And it's a, it was supposed to be Aaron versus Tua, but now it's, uh, now it's Tua versus TBD because <laughs> you don't even know who's going to be the quarterback for Friday. TS or TB. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then we got the Patriots on Sunday. And we're energized. We're energized going against another ba- bad Patriots team, and they're coming into our home. So, you know, I I think that uh I think that we might be able to rack up finally uh at two least a two game winning streak. So yeah. it looks like I hope so. Um, probably throw uh, up a maybe maybe, maybe Belichick maybe Some Belichick will throw throw us a layup since he likes the Maras and the Giants so much. Was Bailey um, Zap going to be their quarterback this week again? Y'all think? I guess who knows? No they banked Mac Jones for the third third time this season. These, these are these are all guys that need a change of scenery, you know. Um, yeah, let's well, get Mac Jones on the Jets. Oh please, I'm gonna show. Anyway, up, guys, thank you guys. Until next time, and until then, go Giants. Go Jets. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good talk, guys. I got. I finally get to see a touchdown. I'm in the fucking the bathroom and whatnot when it happens, right? <laughs> I know, right? Jesus Christ, That's terrible. Yeah. Whatever. Later. Anyway, peace out. Later.